0: hey welcome back to another episode of the educational ad podcast we'll be right back with today's guest but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors we want to thank final forms for their support of the educational ad podcast final forms is the industry leader in athletic registration but you got to know this final forms is more than just registration final forms is a team it's technology And it's a service that serves schools with compliance, with communication, and with risk management solutions. Final forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and all the forms they need for athletics. Can help with team communication, attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, it can help with eligibility, with rosters, uh, all the reports that come across your desk as an athletic director. Plus, it does this in secure language and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. If you're ready to take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also wanna thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also wanna thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting your world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you want to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to VioletDefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every season. While also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes, go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832 786 0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at com. That's sales at We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play from club and youth programs all the way through high school and college teams, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by LiveTrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest today, uh, Joe Hayes, good friend. I first met him uh, when uh, I was the athletic director at the McClay School up in Tallahassee, and he was our rep uh, for uh, all the sporting goods that we needed. He's a longtime coach. Uh, he's got a tremendous background in athletics, and he's also you know, with a new company now. We're going to hear more about that as we get into the podcast. But Joe Hayes, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast.
1: Thanks, Jake. I appreciated it. Uh good to be with you today. And I never, uh, never thought I'd hear the words podcast and joining with you on it uh, come out of your mouth. That's for sure.
0: Okay. Before we let Joe tell uh, his story, (laughs) uh, I'm going to let him tell uh, my story a little bit about podcasting. Uh, So Joe, uh, tell our listeners, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, how you helped Jake get into the podcast world. First of all, I
1: didn't help Jake get into the podcast business. He, uh, he obviously has done it all on his own, but I remember walking into his office. It was funny. I, I think about this all the time. And Jake and I spent some time last week or two weeks ago uh, on spring break. I, I was down by his house and visited with him for a day. But um, it was funny because I came in one day and, I, and I'm not a tech person by any means. But I have gotten into podcasts now and, and listen to a lot of coaches just from, you know, things that they have said. And, you know, I'll be driving and, and listening to podcasts. So I come in and, and one day I said something to Jake. And Jake, I, who was it? Uh, who was it? that? Because it was a comedian. And I just heard a comedian Adam on the podcast. Who was it? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. That's it. And, and so I'm like, hey, man, you know, have you ever heard of this Adam Carolla guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to listen to this podcast he goes, podcast? What's a podcast? And I'm like, what do you mean, what's a podcast? I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? I'm like, I am way behind times, but I've been listening to podcasts for four or five years now. Never heard of a podcast. Don't know what they are. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I, I, I'm I, busting Jake's chops. And I'm like, dude, you cannot be this old. And he's oh, yeah, I'm not that old. I'm like, I know you're not. You should be listening to podcasts. And so the next thing I know, Jake, retires from us up in Tallahassee and, and leaves me. And, uh, shoot, it was probably a couple months later or something. And, uh, he, he retired to a place where I fish a lot down a place called Boca Grand, Florida. And, um, so I call him, you know, tell him, come down. He's like, Oh, this is perfect. Perfect. He, he said, you can get on the podcast. And I'm like, do what? He's got to do a podcast now. I'm like, no, you don't. And so he goes from one thing to the other and starts telling me about how he's now a podcast genius. So I started listening to him. So, so I followed him on Twitter and started listening to it. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy's a natural. And so it's been awesome to watch him. And I haven't gotten to listen to him probably in the last year uh, on the podcast. I pick one up every now and then, but it's just been amazing to watch you uh, take off and do the things that you do because it's it's funny to know where you were from five years ago, four years ago, whatever it's been now to, to today. Now I'm talking on a podcast with Jake Von Shearer. It's scary, scary stuff. So just, just to say this, if anybody tells you you can't ever do anything or you, you know, you're not smart enough to, trust me, Jake Von Shearer is your poster child for being able to overcome and do anything that you want to, because he's doing podcasts now.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, for our listeners, everything that Joe said is is true with one exception. I I do not believe I ever called myself a podcast genius, Uh, but uh, it's been a lot of fun on the journey. (laughs) You are. (laughs) And uh, I'm excited to have you on as a guest because, again, you've got a great background in athletics and you got a lot to share. Uh, It's going to help our listeners. So uh, uh, let's go ahead and start into a little bit of the Joe Hayes story. We've had enough of Jake Funch here. Uh, We always like to... um, let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio, where you were born, where you grew up um, and kind of how you got into sports and uh, the sporting end of things. Okay,
1: uh, born, uh, born in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on an Air Force base for three days. Dad was in Vietnam and uh, mom and I, uh, they three days after I was born, they sent him back to Vietnam and we uh, moved back to Miami where my family's originally from and uh lived there for the first nine years of my life and then uh my dad became a baptist minister so he went to ministerial school in chicago so i went from the age of nine never seeing snow to my first winter seeing 36 inches of snow and the first snowfall i ever saw which was ridiculous just hated hated the cold i knew from a nine-year-old child that i hated the cold so um but uh from nine to 18 lived in chicago and uh Obviously, anybody that lives in Chicago is uh, growing up in the uh, 80s, 70s and 80s. Uh, Bobby Knight, obviously, was someone that was of a very, very big uh, figure. Um, Obviously, growing up in a minister's home, the language didn't, uh, you know, go the the same way. But uh, going to camp at Indiana a couple times that I went, obviously, I saw something that was you know, way different than what I was experiencing at home. And so um, uh, at the age of 18, just high school kid, normal high school kid, actually my last few years of high school, I did not live at home. I went to a small private school in Atwater, Ohio to play basketball there. And then um, I left there uh, when I graduated, uh, moved back to Miami. So in 1988, I left home and moved right back to Miami, and since 1988, I have never seen snow ever again, and if I never see it, it'll be fine by me, so uh, that was, uh, actually, I take that back. We did have snow uh, two years ago, I think, it was, right after Jake left, after you left Tallahassee, we had snow that came down for a day, and it was three years ago. You had just left, and the next year, we had we had a snow day in Tallahassee, Florida. It, it snowed in the morning about a quarter of an inch, and they shut down school, and by lunchtime, the snow was gone, but we got the day off, so that was that was pretty cool. But, um, anyways, um, moved uh, left home, moved uh, back to Miami, and uh, was pretty much typical preacher's kid. Uh, just, you know, didn't didn't know what I was going to do, and and um, you know had some offers to play college basketball, but just I was done. I was just typical knucklehead kid and made some poor choices and obviously wasted four years of my life that, um, you know, I could have done something else, but moved back to Miami and started coaching little league baseball and just always knew that I was going to be a coach someday. I mean, growing up, I knew I wasn't tall enough and big enough to, you know, play the next level, but I loved coaching and I loved teaching on the side. I loved being that guy that the coach gave the ball to. And, um, and so it was, you know, growing up in Chicago and being around Indiana basketball was just huge for me. And so I was living in Miami in 1992 when Hurricane Andrew hit, and I was 22 years old and lost everything. I had a house and cars and um, lost it all and had nothing and slept outside from August 24th until December 1st. And on December 1st, I decided this is enough of sleeping outside in a tent and, um, had nowhere to go. I mean, just was living, you know, I'd moved down there by myself and had nowhere to go. And so I decided to, you know, I needed to get my act together. And one thing led to another and fell, fell into long story short, just got accepted at Florida state because they were taking students, transfer students. And I was going, I was taking classes at Miami day, just taking a class or two at Miami day community college. And, um, got accepted to Florida state because they were taking transfer students. And next thing I know, it was in Tallahassee in January of 93. And, uh, that spring I met a gentleman by the name of Mike Gillespie, who was the head basketball coach at the time at TCC Tallahassee community college. And, uh, he offered me a job. I worked for him that summer doing basketball camp. And then, um, that fall he offered me a job and, uh, went to work for him for all four years at FSU and then graduated, took a year and thought I was the second coming to John Wooden that I was ready to take on the world in coaching and went to Hollywood Christian for a year and found out that I was not ready to be a head coach and that I wasn't even close to being ready to be a head coach. And so moved back to Tallahassee and um, when I got back to Tallahassee, obviously coach hired me back, worked for him for another couple of years. And, uh, one thing led to another, uh, and I went to the smallest public school in the state of Florida, Apalachicola, Florida. And, um, actually I went to the s- school and the other school in the County in Franklin County, Carabell high school at the time, which they, the two schools have combined. And now is Franklin County high school, but I uh, went to Carabell high school and I tell people all the time, you've never been through a season until you go, owing something in, in a, in a season. And um, kind of got suckered into that job. The, the uh, principal hired me and um, never hired a football coach. And uh, I got stuck coaching football that year, varsity and JV. We only had 13 boys on the varsity. We only had uh, 23 boys on the JV, but they played. And uh, we went 0-10 and 10 in varsity football and 0-8 and JV football. And then I was the head basketball coach. And uh, coached the JV basketball team went 0 and 12, and uh, the varsity basketball team went 0 and 19, and uh, we only had six players on the team, and one young man only had one arm, and, and but he played, and so we, we used to joke with Wayne that we only had five and a half kids on the team, but Wayne Bailey he would play play hard, and he was a great kid, and uh, and then finally I had ended up coaching JV bas- or JV baseball that year. And uh, we beat, um, uh, we won one game. We beat Monroe Day School. And you would have thought I was uh, Terry Francona winning the Boston Red Sox World. I was doing dirt angels on the pitchers mound at Monroe Day School because we finally won a game three to three to two. And I looked like the biggest idiot, but I didn't care. Um, I was just happy to finally have won a game. And uh, anyways, next year, I went to Appalachicola and uh, had some success there. Uh, went to a couple state finals with the, we only had 48 boys in the whole school and I uh, was there for seven years and just best time of my life. Those kids just worked so hard and just great kids. And, you know, today I still talk to three of the boys that I coached there are now in coaching one's a football or two are football coaches and one's a basketball coach. And, you know, that just, that's what it's about, obviously. And, um, anyways, left Appalachia Apalachicola, went to Bishop Moore Catholic high school, I uh, was there for three years and then left there and uh, went to Rollins College as an assistant for two years and wanted to move back to the Panhandle. Just love the Panhandle, love Panhandle of Florida, love Tallahassee. And so I um, moved back and uh, to uh, Fort Walton to Defuniac Springs to Walton High School. Uh, was there for a couple of years. And after 24 years of coaching, I decided that it was time to get out. and. Um, Got an offer from a sporting goods company to go to work for them, and uh, worked for them for five years, four years, and uh, then COVID hit two years ago. They made some cuts, and I was one of the guys that got cut, and went to work at Lincoln High School. And Dr. Birch, Alan Birch, the principal at Lincoln High School, has been unbelievable to me and my wife. She teaches there as a science teacher, and um, and that's where I'm at today. And that's my story.
0: Well, I'd heard bits and pieces of that before, and I did know for our listeners, you know, Joe's being a little bit modest about that run at Yeah, quite a successful program that he developed and uh, coach of the year honors, um, you know, very, very impressive stuff. Uh, so I uh, appreciate you sharing, uh, you know, taking us on a little bit of a deeper dive than we had before. Um For our listeners, we are visiting with Joe Hayes. He's a longtime coach here in Florida. Um, He's also uh, now with a a new company. We're going to hear more about that uh, later in the podcast. We're going to take a quick break now. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, we want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration. But you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that serves schools with compliance, communication, and even risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, uh, has reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go along with uh, athletic participation. Final Forms can help with uh, team communication, uh, can help with attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms helps with eligibility, with rosters, and all of the reports that come across your desk. And it does this using secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake and see exactly what Final Forms can do for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting with Joe Hayes, longtime Florida coach Joe. In that previous segment, you shared um, you know a challenging season uh, at Carabell High School, where uh, you know you're first of all you're coaching all three sports. I've done that several times in my career working at small schools and as you shared the wins just weren't coming and i'm gonna bet you probably had a lot of the same kids uh, since it was a small school they're playing football now they're playing basketball for you and then baseball how did you keep things going how did you keep their spirits up how'd you keep your spirits up because you know when things are tough everybody's looking at you so
1: how'd you do it right it's a great question um (laughs) <laughs> well, I can tell you this much. It, it, for, so real quick, uh, started off the, the season. Uh, the, the principal came to me, he had just gotten hired. It comes to me, I take this, I go down and interview for the job on a Saturday. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I had no idea about the school or anything about it, even though it was only an hour from Tallahassee. Um, you know, we have a beautiful place called St. George Island which is the island right off of uh, in Franklin County, um, and always went there, but just drove through Carabell because it was nothing, just a little podunk town. So I get there, interview with the principal on Saturday. He says, you know, it takes me around for three hours, showing me the place. You know, oh, great, great opportunities, you know. And so I afterwards, I gave him the coach, oh, very interested, would love to take the job. And I'm saying to myself the whole time, no, I'm not, not even moving here. And I'm thinking about it. So, uh, so, hey, coach, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I'd love to have the job. So you'll take the job. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, uh, you know, I have another job offer. Totally lied to him. I had no other job offer. And so I said, I'd call him on Monday morning, which I had no plans to call him Monday morning, nine o'clock calls. You know, hey, you know, what do you think, coach? Have you heard from the other school? I said, well, to be honest with you, Mr. O'Grady. The other school's offering me five thousand dollars more. Well, if I can get you five grand more, would you come here? And I at that he was paying me like twenty eight thousand. I said sure. I don't. I mean, I don't have any idea if he's even listening to this debate, but uh, I lied to him, and I called back at five you know, o'clock that no, afternoon. You, you negotiated, Joe.
0: You negotiated. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I negotiated. Right. Now he called me back that afternoon, offered me thirty three. And uh, I said and I didn't have a job at the time I said, yeah I'll take the job and so um, so when I got there the first day uh, I came the next day on Tuesday showed up shirt and tie you know I'm all dressed up and everything people are walking in and flip-flops and, and this is a beach school I had no you know it was first day of school and kids are just you know like hey what's up So I go out that afternoon and the principal says, hey, can you do me a favor and go to lunch with me? So go to lunch with him. He says, hey, listen, I need you to do me a favor this afternoon. Can you just go out to the football field and help us get guys together? The old baseball coach is still here. He'll help you out. He knows the kids. But so I said, "Okay." And so I go out there and one thing led to another. And it was I was way in over my head. Ten weeks later, I was still coaching football and no head football coach ever showed up. And, uh, so after the first week we, uh, we played a school and, uh, lost from 19 to 14. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this football thing ain't that hard. I mean, heck, we only lost by five. I can do this. The next week we played another school and we lost 30 to seven. And I was like, oh, okay. The third week we went to school over in Jacksonville at the time called university Christian, which is obviously still there was 35 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. And Coach came over to me and said, Coach, do you mind if we go ahead and do the running clock now? And I said, sure, please, you know, because we've still got a five-hour drive back from Jacksonville to Carabao, and I want to go. Anyways, to say all that, to say that we went 0-10, we never scored another touchdown the rest of the year, never scored another field goal, lost by a combined total, you know, an average of 47 points a game. And uh, I began to realize, and for football, for me, it was not a big deal because I was just trying to give the kids a chance to play. I got another, I had two dads, two dads coached the JV. I had another gentleman that was a football coach in the area. He came to help us and uh, the baseball coach. And so I started to realize that, you know, this is not good, but I'm going to make it fun for these kids. And um, I didn't know how I was going to do that, but every week I would just keep pointing to the positives. And literally they had 13 boys on the varsity Football team, it was crazy, and those thirteen kids played every week, and uh, just showed their toughness and how how tough they were. And so um, finally, at the end of the year, I they, um, I don't even know what you would call the name of the game, but they had they had had a game where they would throw the football, you go run and catch it. Coach would stand on the fifty, and he'd throw it, and whoever brought the ball back to him was out of the game, and then it again and all 20 kids would run or whatever well i kept telling the kids that uh i was like you know one of these days and i've never played football a day in my life i told them i was going to dress up and play and obviously this was not the thing to do and i know that now but i got the ever-living garbage beat out of me and i come walking out we go we're playing this game well i come walking out full head i mean full helmet shoulder pads i put on everything kids went nuts And I mean, they had been, you know, Oh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And I did it. I mean, they were already out on the football field practicing and I come running out of the locker room, screaming like a banshee, just going nuts. And they went nuts. I mean, it was the last week of the season for them. All the JV kids, they were, everybody was just excited. And I think that that as stupid as that sounds and trust me, when we got done, I was one of the last people still trying to get the ball back to the coach. I, those kids beat the ever-living garbage out of me. And I went in the locker room. I went in the coach's office and laid down. I couldn't get the I couldn't get the shoulder pads off. I couldn't pull the I mean, I was in tears. And the coaches helped me get it on. It was ridiculous. But I think that as stupid as that sounds, and as, as minute as it sounds, it gave the kids something. I had to give them something to believe in. Something that, you know, there's no way that this grown man, 30 years old, is going to dress up and come out here and play with us, never playing football a day in his life. And I think that once that happened, that going into the basketball season, um, you know, kids were like, hey, this guy believes in us. He's not going to, you know, because that's part of the problem with the school. The school had been just beaten down. I mean, you know, a small country school never had a lot of people put a lot of faith, a lot of coaches stay, they always just came and went. Uh, And I did after one year myself, and went across the county to the other to but uh, I was still a part of those kids' lives because it was a small community. And so um, going into basketball season, then it became serious for me. And I'm like, wait a second, I think I'm a pretty good coach and I can't win a game. And I mean, literally we lost every all 19 games, We had two games that we did not lose by running clock. We lost by 24 and 29. The other games we had running clock on us here in Florida, if you're down 35 at halftime, for those that don't know the Florida rules, but by halftime, if you're down by 35, you have running clock in the second half. And so I, I got the kids to just realize and understand life's not fair and life's not easy. And, um, and I'm not joking when I said we had a young man, Wayne Bailey, that had one arm and uh, he was in a bus accident as a child and his left arm uh, got smashed and never grew past like he was seven years old and it never grew again. So it just dangled on his body. But uh, but that kid would come out and practice every day. And I found myself because we only had six kids that I was getting to practice and play more. And I just had the JV and varsity practice together, but I was getting to be a part of it and showed those kids that if you'll just give the work, just give the effort, it doesn't matter what the result is going to be, because again, you can't control the result. You can only control your effort and what you're willing to give. And and those kids, I mean, they gave everything they had. And, and night after night, we would walk out of a locker room and night after night, I would tell them guys, Can you look the man next to you in the mirror? Can you look yourself in the mirror, or the man next to you and say, hey, I gave you everything I had. And I, as a coach, can tell you, I gave you everything I had. tonight, And I think that those kids finally realized and believed that. Um, And that's part of what was a success for us was believing in each other and believing if you gave everything that you had, the results didn't matter. It was giving the best that you had.
0: And again, just listening to you tell that story, I, I can feel, you know, the the love that you had for those kids. And also, you know, the challenge and the frustration of being in that job it takes a special kind of coach to succeed uh, with a group like that. And I do mean success. Uh, and then also go out uh, with a few more horses and win some big games. Not everybody can do both ends of that spectrum. So, uh, you know, no, my definitely. hat's off to you. Again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Joe Hayes, longtime Florida coach. Um, He's got a new venture going on. We're going to hear about that uh, real soon. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. When we say Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate their performance with video and analytics. Huddle's is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. There's always been analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Joe Hayes, He's with a company called Vertical Rays, and we're going to hear about that in just a moment. But uh, Joe, we always like to have our guests share the mentors that they've had in their life. And athletics leadership and mentorship is so important. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Hmm.
1: Um, obviously, being in coaching, and we as coaches always look at, you know, who's been a part of our life. Uh, for me, Mike Gillespie, who was my boss for eight years at TC at Tallahassee Community College, uh, Coach Gillespie, hands down by hands down, taught me more about coaching than I could have ever gotten from anybody. And the fact that he was um, uh, not so much a person you learn by what he did and how he did it, uh, I learned watching him on the sideline, and and Coach would always kind of after a game, he would pick my brain, we'd go to a restaurant or something, you know, if we won, if we ever lost, we never went anywhere, you'd go straight home or sit in the office for four hours. Um, But if we won, or when we won, we would go to, you know, restaurant, bar, whatever. And, and, and he would ask me, why do you think I did this? Or why did I do that? And didn't realize that at the time that he was teaching me. And I think that that was just, hands down, the greatest way for me to learn by him picking my brain, but knowing what he had already done, but trying to get the answers out of me, teaching me that way. And it never was, this is why I do this. So so you should do this. Uh, This is the reason why we run these drills. Well, he wouldn't tell me that he would, you know, Joe, why do you think we run these drills? What, What is the purpose of it? you know, or certain aspects of that. Um, and so he was the biggest influence in my coaching career. Um, I would say somebody else would be Billy Donovan. Uh, Billy Donovan, when he came to Florida and he left Marshall, uh, Billy became part of a huge part of my life. And the fact of all of the clinics that he would run in the summer or in the fall for coaches um, which a lot of people don't do anymore, you know, colleges for high school coaches and things like that don't run a lot of coaching clinics, uh, where you would just come and watch him run practice. And I think that that's one of the greatest things that anybody can do is to go watch the next level practice. And, uh, so when Billy came here, him and I hit it off, um, was very, very kind and gracious to me. Stan Jones at Florida state, has always been a great mentor when it was came to coaching Uh, my wife and I have season tickets to Florida state. And so we go to every basketball game and coach Jones, always, I can pick up a phone call and call him and be like, Hey, what'd you do this for? What were you thinking here? You know, because I still, even though I'm out of coaching, I still watch it. I watched every game this last two weeks. And, um, so even though I'm not a part of coaching, I still think that learning and how to teach kids and how to work with kids, uh, how to work with coaches, especially young coaches. It's scary that I'm 52 and I never thought that I would be, you know, hey, listen to what I got for you, you know, and, and I'm not like that. But I do. I mean, I just had a, a young lacrosse coach come to me last week asking, hey, would you just come and work with our kids for a week? You know, and, and I'm just like, trust me, buddy. I'm nobody. Um, and so. Uh, those three guys. And then Billy introduced me to a man that has been an unbelievable spiritual influence in my life. A gentleman by the name of Scott Whitaker and, uh, Scott lives in Gainesville and, uh, has a, um, has a daily, uh, or excuse me, a Tuesday devotional. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Mitch Album that's in sports, uh, that used to be a sports writer, uh, that does Tuesday peoples, but, uh, Scott, um, uh, I was at Florida one time and was in Billy's office or was going by Billy's office. And I saw a gentleman sitting there and I asked Billy, I said, you know, who's the guy in, in the office? He's my spiritual advisor. And I'm like, what? So this is my spiritual advisor. And I'm like, what are you talking about? A spiritual advisor. And he's like, this gentleman I talk to every day have a daily devotion. And uh, so Scott was so kind and gracious to me. Billy introduced us and that was wow. 10 years ago. And, uh, every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, Scott uh, has a devotional, uh, when I'm not in school teaching, um, I'll call in and listen to the devotional 15 minutes. And, uh, if I don't call in Scott, always without fail, every Tuesday night, will send me the, uh, will send me the link to the, uh, to the, uh, devotional and, you know, I'll listen to it that night or the next morning or sometime during the day or whatever. So, uh, those are folks that have been, you know, an influence in my life and Scott, obviously, uh, spiritually has been, you know, huge, huge uh, influence in my
0: life. I always love to hear the stories and, and how they impact. And it's great that so many of your mentors, you know, still around that you can connect with them, uh, you know, during your life. Uh, very, very neat. Thanks so much for sharing for our listeners. One more time, we're visiting with Joe Hayes. He's a longtime Florida coach, very successful coach at high school level. Uh, Currently works for a company called Vertical Rays. We're going to finally, I'm going to let Joe tell you about Vertical Rays. Uh, When we come back, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Yes, Dan. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year. Um, And they also can create excitement in the gym uh, for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will come away very, very impressed, and you will not be disappointed. Hey, welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Joe, before we go into vertical raise, I know you're excited to uh, share, and, and I want our listeners to hear all about it because I think it's a really cool program. Um, yes, sir. you've been involved with some very successful programs. Um, and one of the things we try to do with our podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So what are a couple of yes, things, you know, sure. either things that you've done as a head coach, or maybe things you've seen from you know an athletic director standpoint, what are some things that you can look at and say, boy, those are really good ideas. You know, more schools should do that. Do uh, you got a couple of best practices you can share?
1: Um, Great question, and I've heard, uh, you know, um, a couple years ago, I forget who it was, uh, one of your ADs that you had on, had had you you asked that question to, and I thought it was a little bit arrogant at the time, but it's not arrogant, and the number one practice, and I was only an AD for two years, three years, well, I was an AD, I was the AD at Appalachicola for six, in the AD at Caravel for one year on top of all the things that I did there. Um but I think that uh I, I I heard this AD uh and I don't remember who it was so I can't give them credit but they made the comment be hands-on and I think being a coach uh obviously when I left the smaller schools um and went to bigger schools uh I think that an AD that is hands-on. And when I say hands-on, that doesn't mean he's at practice every day. And he, but an AD that is a servant, a servant leader, someone who is willing to give their time to so that the coach doesn't have to worry about, hey, who's taking the money tonight? Who's running the scoreboard tonight? And and again, and for me, it was always that was my job as a head coach. I just felt I just want, I control freak, whatever you want to call me. I wanted to make sure that that was done. And when I worked at a school that had an AD that was willing to take the ticket money or have somebody there to take the ticket money, have people to run the uh, scoreboard. Um, I'm a big sweep the floor guy. I just believe that that's the one job. That's my job. I'm all always going to sweep the floor before every practice, never made kids do it, didn't believe in it because I didn't think that they would do a good job. And so I swept the floor before every practice and every game. That was just my gig. That was my thing. But being an AD that's hands-on, that's a servant leader, I think is is hands down the number one thing that, would, that makes a great AD, someone that is number one in my book, somebody that I believe is willing to serve you as a coach, but also help the kids, serve the kids in any way that he can. So I think being an AD. Second thing I would say for me uh, is realizing and understanding you are an extension of the athletic director as a coach, uh, as the guy that is with that sport team, whatever team it is, baseball, football, cheerleading, uh, basketball, you're an extension of the AD. So not only are you or the AD a servant leader, the head coach should be a servant leader. You're there to serve your kids, not only teach them, not only make them better as young women, as young men, make them better people, but you're there to serve them. You're there to help them with their problems. You're there to think of you know, all the situations that you went through as a kid, uh, as a 16, 17 year old young person, to be able to help them to, to get through the problems that they're facing. And obviously our generations, you know, when I I, f- I laugh when I say that I'm 50 years old now and, you know, I'm like, Twitter didn't even exist or, you know, hell, we didn't have cell phones. I mean, you know, I mean, you wanted to talk to your girlfriend, you went in the kitchen on the phone around the kitchen wall and hit around the corner, you know, um, so I, I, I think that coaches today, if they'll learn, to be servant leaders, to serve their kids, to make them not only better, but to serve them in the ability to teach, um, how how, should, how do I say this? Not, to, not to, to teach them to be better people. With all of the stuff that we're dealing with in our society, and, and again, you know, we've always, everybody, all, oh, we're dealing with this, or we're dealing, kids today are dealing with way worse than we ever dealt And to have people be able to see something instantly, just boom, click of a button, um, you know, is is scary. And so um, I just think that servant leadership is the way to go. And then the third thing that I would say, and this is, I know this is going to sound really um, childish maybe, or or, um, I can't think of the word, uh, minute uh, maybe, Um, answer emails. I can tell you from going into the sporting world, and and for whatever reason for me as a coach, and I I said this, I said it to the principal at Godby High School today, there's nothing worse in you as coaches and you as ADs when you send an email to another coach or another AD. Hey, coach, we had a problem last night at a game, or hey coach, um, the AD sends out an email, hey, we had a problem at a game last night, can you hit me back, blah, 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 and you never hear from the AD doesn't respond to your email. There's nothing more that you hate as an AD than that. Same thing for a coach. Hey coach, we're looking to schedule week seven of our football season next year. I see that you have an opening. You know, what are are you interested? And you never hear back from the coach. Well, it's the same thing in the business world. And I've learned this from the last seven years of being out of coaching now and seeing it from the sporting goods side and now the fundraising side of coaches not responding. ADs not responding. And, and in, in our world today now um, with COVID and everything that's hit, that's why Vertical raises is hands down the, the best fundraiser you could ever do because you don't have to be in person. Um, and it's all through email. But when the salesman comes to your, to your school to meet with you as the AD and he sends you an email and says, hey, coach, I'm going to be at your school at three o'clock tomorrow. You don't respond to him. You show up at the school the next day. The school secretary is not going to let you in because they don't know you. And the AD or whomever, the coach, hasn't told anybody because he just didn't respond to your email. So remember this, and this is the only bit of advice I would give you as a salesman, and I don't consider myself a salesman, never considered myself a salesman when I was working in sporting goods. Because I just feel like I'm an extension of the team. That's just the way I've always looked at myself because I just feel that I. it's like today I was at two high schools today talking to the football coach at both schools and we talked literally nothing about vertical rates. We talked literally about society at the one school and at the other school I talked about, uh, or the coach talked to me about other coaches in the area, kids transferring and things like that. But My point is, is if you don't respond to an email that a salesman sends you, and when I say send you, I mean, takes the time to write an email, not these mass emails that people send out. But when a salesman takes the time to write to you and ask you, hey, coach, can I set up a meeting with you? Even if you can't set up the meeting, hey, man, sorry, I'm way too busy, or I'm not interested. Just give me, I'm not interested. Don't give me nothing. Because again, that person, that salesman, that person is making a living also or trying to make a living, trying to support a family, trying to better themselves. And at the end of the day, they're probably not a bad person and would love to sit and talk to you about whatever sport it is you coach, because I do the same thing. I mean, I go and sit with coaches all the time and literally 30 minutes, I'm talking about whatever sport they're coaching and 10 minutes about verticals. And so that's the thing I would say, the, the one thing, bit of advice that I would give, answer an email. It's pl- it's very simple. And I know that sounds stupid, but just answer an email.
0: Uh, it doesn't sound stupid at all. Uh, and uh, at, like you said, you know, coaches and ADs, they, they feel that pain when they send that email out. They're trying to find, just yes. give me give me some answer. Even if it's no, give me something. Okay, appreciate, you, appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> Uh, Again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Joe Hayes from Vertical Rays, and I promise you, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to find out exactly what Vertical Rays is and why you as an AD or a coach should be calling up Joe and uh, getting your program involved. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support of the podcast. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute Call them at 614 981 3589 or email them at sales at vital wallofame.com. That's sales at vital signs Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD podcast. Our guest today is Joe Hayes. He's a longtime basketball coach here in Florida, got a great background in athletics. And he currently works for a company called Vertical Raise. So, Joe, share with our listeners um, what Vertical Raise is.
1: Uh, Vertical Raise is an online fundraising company. They um, uh, Two years ago, when, when uh, the virus hit and everything and I lost my job, uh, they came to me and asked me to go to work for them. And I just I, I just didn't feel right about it. And a uh, gentleman that's the athletic director at um, Timber Creek High School, Jim Priest, uh, came to me this past summer and said, Joe, you need to look. And then told him again. And um, they contacted me again back in uh, September of last year, you know, went back and forth on some emails. And then finally, I told him that I would do it part time because I'm teaching at Lincoln High School and um, we'll we'll have you do it part time. That'd be great. I'm going to finish out the school year, and so when I went to work for him, I really didn't understand what online fundraising was, and uh, our basketball coach was kind enough to do the first fundraiser for me, and he raised $5,000, and I was like, holy cow, basketball coach at Lincoln High School just raised $5,000. I need to check into this, and so I started, you know, furthering my education into Vertical Raise and found out and started to understand the online fundraising as well as social media and text messaging, how people, we as coaches, whenever we've done fundraising, we're in a 10-mile radius. When you're selling Boston butts or you're selling plates or you're selling candy bars or calendars, you're you're only hitting the people around you. What we've missed and what Vertical Raise has found out and understood is You have grandmothers, you have grandfathers, you have aunts, uncles, people that can't come and watch the kid play, but would love to be able to support you by giving you $100 if you send them an email and say, hey, grandma, you know, we need money, we're trying to buy whatever, we need new uniforms, or we, you know, football, we need a new sled for the football team. Well, grandma's willing to help with that. And that's where coaches have missed seeing that and understanding that. reaching out to those people.
0: Well, uh, again, I I understand the premise. And and again, you've shared with me, you know, informally, as we visited, you know, some of the tremendous results that you've had, Um, you know, for that skeptical uh, listener, that AD or coach, uh, you know, there's a lot of fundraising programs out there. Uh, Two of my good friends, a college AD and a high school AD actually wrote books, on, you know, how to fundraise, Um, you know, in your opinion, uh, you know, what sets vertical raise apart and why should our listeners, um, you know, reach out to you to uh, find out more about
1: it? And that, I will say this, that's a great question. And the fact of what sets us apart and not to sound arrogant, not to be arrogant, I set us apart. Our sales reps that work for Vertical Rays set us apart because we're a company that believes in building relationships. I think that one of the things that, uh, and obviously I'll get to the the crux of what we do, but I believe that our people that work for us, hands down, top notch, 100%. We just had our sales meeting this morning with all 115 sales reps or however many we have now. And the family atmosphere that vertical raise has created with us and what they've done for us, hands down has set us apart to be successful. What is vertical raise or what makes us successful is the ability to send out the emails that 98% of our emails are going to go through. A lot of these fundraising companies have gotten coaches to, you know, you know, we can send out 50 emails. Okay, that's great. If you send out 50 emails, but only 25 of those emails do not go to spam, well, you've only sent out 25 emails. When you do 50 emails with vertical raise, 98% or 48 to 49 of those emails are going through and not going to spam. Um, and so our email ability one is what sets that's the number one thing that sets us apart, is the ability to have our emails go through and have the connections that need to be made. Um, obviously, our platform and what it has on it, it shows the coach, the email qualities, the participants, and who is participating, how many people have donated. And then underneath that, underneath the dashboard, has a list of all the kids. And that coach sees how many emails he sent out, how much money he's raised or she's raised, and how many contacts they've made. And so for a coach to be able to see that and, and be able to do that, uh, trust me, 30 years ago when I first started coaching, or, you know, 20 years ago when I started coaching at appalachicola I wish that I would have had this because the weekends that I spent barbecuing and doing plates and you know going to fairs and you know sitting in dunk tanks or you know doing the things that I tried to do to raise money for our schools um, it took a lot of time and so the easiness the ability to walk into a coach coach I need 10 minutes and I need a phone that's it just give me a cell phone and 10 minutes with your team we sit down with the kids we go through it we walk them through it step by step coach I don't have I don't have that ability I don't have that time. Okay, that's great. When can I email you, set up a Zoom call like we're on right now, and Zoom the team? Coach lives three hours. I have schools in Pensacola, which are three hours away. Joe, I can't meet with you on Thursday. Well, that's the only day I can meet with you this week. I'll Zoom you. Send the Zoom over to him Thursday afternoon, three o'clock. Coach has all the basketball team in his classroom. Zoom right to him. Pull out the phone. Walk him through it. Takes 15 minutes and the success and the ability to, and the easiness to have that with hands down makes Vertical Rays a company that I'm going to go to work for full time in the fall uh, as soon as the school year is out.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned the last time we were together, you were sharing some of the results from some of the local mm-hmm. teams there in the, in the panhandle, you know, schools that were in yeah. know, my area. Without naming the school, um, okay. but just you know, name the team. Uh, name some of those success stories, and this is like in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the team and how much money they raised, in, and how long it took them to raise that. Uh, share some of those results because it's pretty darn impressive.
1: Yeah, it, I, it shocked me when I when I saw the basketball team did five thousand. I had another basketball team in the county. They ask. Uh, they raised six thousand. And how I'm long like, did it take okay, them to do is this? Crazy. Yeah. How long? did it Twenty-one days. Yeah. We are open. Twenty-one days. Yes, sir. We we every every campaign that we run is twenty-one days. Um, we send. So when the campaign opens or the fundraiser opens, the first day we send out the emails. If you donate to the email, you'll never hear from us ever again. If Grandma doesn't donate to the student athlete. The next week we send another email. Hey, this is the second week, blah, blah, blah. We're really interested in you helping us. Can you help us out? If they don't respond again, the third week, two days before the fundraiser closed, we send one last email. Hey, this is the last time that will bother you. Is there any way that you can help us with? So on and so forth. So the three, 21 days, three weeks, and then we close the fundraiser. Um, The lacrosse team at one of the schools, $12,000. Coach came to me, said, Joe, I need to raise ten grand for our new helmets. We're getting new helmets for the entire team this year. Raise twelve thousand um, dollars. The things that the the ones that have blown me away are like sand volleyball. Our, obviously sand volleyball here in Florida has gotten very big, um, but there's not a lot of kids on the team. Sand volleyball, six thousand uh, dollars. Our flag football, girls flag football, has that's the one that blows you away because. Girls flag football has only been in existence a couple of years here in the state of Florida. Girls have gone nuts over it. $6,000, the one flag football team, I've had two flag football teams, $6,000 and $5,000. And um, softball teams, $10,000, $12,000. It's just, it's mind boggling to me and mind blowing to me when you look at the ability that a child has to just be able to say, grandma, would you help me? And grandma's willing to help. And a real quick story. I have a young lady track team, track team, uh, wrote, raised $9,700. And I get the reports. So I see everything that the, the student athletes doing. And she had a, she had $200 from Afghanistan. And I'm like, what is this Afghanistan? What? So I asked her and she's like, Oh, my uncle is still in Afghanistan. He's one of the last Of the military folks that are still there, uh, he's there and saw it on my Instagram page. So he then Venmo'd me 200 bucks. And I was just like, you got kidding me. I mean, and so that's the thing for me to see. And the reason that I love this job, and I've just, I've just, I mean, this is going to be it for me. I'm going to do it. And this is it. Um, To see not only. The ability for schools to raise money, but to see what these coaches can do. And if the coach will hold the student athlete, of, uh, you know, accountable for giving him good emails, not just, you know, Mickey Mouse at WaltDisney.com, um, but giving him 20 good emails and 10 phone numbers and putting it on their social media page. The sky's the limit with this thing because it's just been unbelievable to watch and be able to help schools football program putting in a new weight room raised $15,000 and first year head coach brand new great guy uh, came to me said Joe I need help and went out ran the fundraiser raised $15,000 and they, they didn't get everything that they wanted but they're working on it and they've gotten a good start to it so for me, the satisfaction of watching that and being able to help people, uh, for me, it's it's a no-brainer anymore. And, and so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Obviously, you know, the second semester is almost up for all of us. Uh, but I'm looking forward to working with coaches this summer, traveling the whole panhandle again, getting out, seeing coaches, and, um, you know, going to work in the fall.
0: Well, again, when you were sharing with me, I was just very impressed uh, and just hearing again a little bit more about it, uh, even more so. We'll do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, maybe even get signed up, and ADs, coaches, I encourage you to do so, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, You want me to give you my cell phone number? I'm putting it out there like that, huh? Well, email is, is always a great
0: start. <laughs> if, if you want to go uh, all in with the cell phone right away, that's up to you, sir.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, um, email address, J-O-E-H, Joe h, at verticalrays.com. So Joe h at verticalraise.com. So that'd be h at V-E-R-T-I-C-A-L-R-A-I-S-E.com, verticalraise.com. And then cell number, uh, easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, if I don't answer, please leave a message or text me. But uh, cell number is 850 524 4523. Again, 850 524 4523. I would say this that if obviously you're calling from outside the panhandle, uh, which is my territory, um, I can put you in touch with any of our folks. Like I said, we have over 100 sales people, you know, in America. So um, to be able to put you in contact with any of those folks uh, is not a problem. So if you can't uh, find someone or you can contact our vertical race support group at vertical they'll put you in contact with whomever uh, the sales rep is in your area. And trust me when I tell you, you're not going to meet finer people. I mean, they've just been, the the people that work for us have been absolutely, the folks that I've met have been absolutely amazing. Uh,
0: I'm telling you listeners, uh, you go to verticalraise.com and uh, you tell them uh, that Jake told you uh, to ask for Joe Hayes. Okay, you know, Joe H at verticalraise.com. So Joe, this is always great to connect with you and, and, and touch base, but we're not done yet. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to uh, have our final segment, which we call the athletic director's toolbox, which is sponsored by athletic surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, you certainly have shown, you know, your way around the world of athletics, but in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's hear from athletic surveys. And then we're going to find out what's going into Joe Hayes' athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes that really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If You've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes. You're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by LiveTrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Once again, Joe, this has been great for our listeners. We've been visiting with Joe Hayes uh, from Vertical Rays, also a longtime coach here in Florida. Joe, uh, you've been involved with athletics pretty much your entire life. But uh, right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out uh, a young athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go into Joe Hayes' Athletic Director Toolbox?
1: Hmm. Uh, one, and this is the most important, I think, um, other than your spirituality and your relationship with God uh, and I was 48 when I got married, uh, so this did not affect me at all, but I watched it in coaching it is your partner, your husband or wife. Uh, two years ago, I got married for the first time ever. It's an amazing person. Uh, she was also a volleyball coach. Jake knows her, he's met her before. Cheryl is amazing and watching her and coaching, I. I'm I'm glad that I'm out of coaching because I don't know if uh, I could say the things that I'm saying, Um, but watching a young coach struggle with a new wife or or a new husband, um, spend time with them. That's the number one and most important thing. If you don't take time for the person in your life that you live with and you coaches know exactly what I'm talking about, especially football guys who Sunday afternoon, you're at the office. Monday through Friday, you're at the office till nine o'clock. Saturday, you watch college football and you spend no time with your with your spouse. Uh, softball coaches, ladies, same way. I've seen softball women have two or three kids and the husband sitting at home and going, what the heck am I doing? And so I've seen it over the years. So one, spend time with your wife, spend time with your husband, spend time with the person that you're involved with in life and... Don't take them for granted. Uh, Secondly is build relationships. The greatest thing for me today, hands down, right now, it just happened this past week. I just got back from spring break. And I have a former player who is literally in line to take his first head coaching football job and is so jacked up and so, he's losing his mind. And I remember those days of going through that applying for jobs. And, you know, especially in college, when I was in junior college, you know, trying to go after, you know, a division one job, Uh, the stress is unbelievable. And and he's gotten married and has three kids now. And I'm just like, oh my, I just couldn't imagine. And so the relationships to hear with the struggle that he's going through and all the stress that he That relationship that I built with him as a junior and senior in high school, when he played basketball for me, I wouldn't, there's, you couldn't give me anything in the world for that, to be able to talk to that, Uh, to be able to get on Twitter or Facebook. I've got a young man that does a uh, a Thursday afternoon devotional, and it's, I I listen to him every week on Facebook. Um, so, So that's the number two thing is build relationships with your players. Because somewhere some somewhere down the road, you're going to want those relationships. You're going to want to be able to spend time with them. Third thing, and obviously you see it behind me, whiteboard. It's totally clean right now because I cleaned it up for the podcast today because I didn't know if I was supposed to make it look messy. But that right there, most important thing, have everything written down. As soon as I get done with you tonight, I'm going to fill that thing back up with all my stuff that I'm supposed to have on it. And uh, all my scheduling for next week, my schools that I'm meeting with, coaches that I'm meeting with, very, very important. If you don't have it written down, for me, if I don't have it written down, you can forget about it. And don't think that you're going to remember because you're not going to remember. So those would be the three things. Literally, it's funny that we're sitting here talking. One of my former players, one of the football coaches is calling me right now as we're sitting here talking. And that's what it's about. It just, as soon as I see Lance Rochelle, come on my phone I just start smiling and it's just it's an amazing thing and then the last thing I know we were supposed to only have 3 but the fourth one vertical raise i mean hands down if you're a new coach this company can help you not only grow your program but you'll build a relationship with your sales pro with the guy that you work with or the girl that you work with it, it you'll build a relationship for life i mean i've already Head coaches tell me, Joe, no, I'm never going anywhere else. I'm never doing anything else. I'm just I'm gonna use you once a year, and that's it. And and that's great for me. That gives me five to six visits to go back and see those those coaches during the year, during the school year. And it doesn't have to be a one-time thing every year. I get to go to high school on Wednesday over in Pensacola to drop off a check for the softball coach. They just got done running their fundraiser. And while I'm there, I'm gonna get to see. Football coach, basketball—you know, whomever's there—I'm going to go spend time with them. And so, those would be the four things: uh, your wife, your husband, your relationships that you build, whiteboards, be organized, have everything written down, and vertical rays.
0: Right. Uh, again, I love all the tools, and uh, they're all ready in our uh, Adelaide Directors Toolbox book. Uh, and for vertical rays, if, raise, the, if
1: it don't 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 try to re, don't try to recreate the wheel. Really, you don't
0: know <laughs> that, no, and that's why they're great tools, okay? Uh, but uh, once again, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out more about vertical raise, or just pick your brain from a coaching standpoint,
1: how do they get in touch with you? Uh, again, email address is joe, H at raise.com. joe j o e h at v e r t i c a l r a i s e.com, and the cell number is 850 850- five, two, four, four, five, two, three,
0: again, 850-524-4523. Joe Hayes vertical rays. Thanks so much for being on the educational AD podcast
1: tonight and all the best moving forward. Jake, thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you to your listeners, one for listening and, and supporting your podcast, but thank you for what you've done. Thank you for our friendship. Thank you for uh, bringing me on tonight because again, it's uh, it's been amazing to watch you uh, over the last four years, watching you on Twitter and watching you do the things that you do. Uh, it's It's been awesome to see. And thank you for our friendship. I I, I mean that. It's it's great when you and Jan come, come around, I get to see her. Now that you're moving to Orlando, I'm not real happy about it. But whatever. Uh, you'd rather spend more time with the grandbaby than with me, I understand. So, but, uh, but thank you. Thank you for your friendship. I appreciate it. Oh,
0: right right back at you sir uh, and again all the best moving forward with the vertical raise For our listeners, uh, remember the zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the educational ad podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you tuning in today. come back again just about every day for new content on the educational ad podcast. And before we go, we want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.